Um, it is two hours now, exactly two hours, since the ceasefire came into effect in this war which began on the 7th of October between Israel and Hamas. It was a shaky start. We heard fierce fighting going on across in Gaza. You can see the skyline there. We've been showing you live pictures this morning. Um, it was a shaky start. We heard even after the ceasefire was due to begin at 7 o'clock this morning, two hours ago, the sounds of fighting. We heard the sound of small arms fire and mortar fire. But things now are calm and quiet. The ceasefire is underway and it appears to be holding well. We're also seeing the start of humanitarian aid beginning to be taken into Gaza. And then later this afternoon, a really crucial moment in this conflict so far, where some of the hostages taken by Hamas are scheduled to be released. This is the first 13 hostages, a group of women and children who are due to be handed over by Hamas to Israel via the Red Cross at 4 o'clock this afternoon local time. That's 2 o'clock GMT. Now, it's been agreed that over the next four days, 50 women and children who are being held hostage in Gaza will be released. Now, Israel confirmed last night that it's already been given a list of names of the first 13. Those families have been contacted. And once that exchange has taken place, Israel will release 39 Palestinian prisoners who are being held in Israeli jails with a commitment to free as many as 150 over the four days if things go well. Now, of course, there is a lot riding on this deal. It is a very delicate deal. It has taken weeks to negotiate. And there are various key parts to it. One, of course, is the hostage release and the prisoner release, but also humanitarian aid as well. Now, Egypt has said that 130,000 litres of diesel, that is essentially four tankers of diesel, will cross from Egypt to Gaza each day as part of this deal. And we're also expecting 230 trucks will, uh, filled with humanitarian aid to pass through Rafah as well. That's everything from basic supplies like food and water to medical supplies as well, things which are desperately needed inside Gaza since this war began by the humanitarian situation. Now, there are hopes that this can be extended, that this truce will last longer. We heard the Qataris yesterday when they were announcing the details of this deal, saying that they hoped that it would be a, a stepping stone to bigger things. They thought it would be, or hoped it would be, at least the beginning of a bigger ceasefire. But Israel's message has been very clear, and the Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu has said that the war against Hamas will not end. It will pause for four days, but he says it will continue until the hostages have been released and until Hamas has been fully removed from Gaza. Because, of course, let's not forget where all of this began on the 7th of October and those brutal Hamas attacks here in southern Israel and in communities like this one, in the city of Starot, where living so close to Gaza and, and looking out to this view, they are used to regular rocket attacks. Many of the, the homes and families here have safe rooms and they use them regularly. But on the 7th of October, families were trapped inside for, for hours in some cases. Some of the stories that I have heard and the people that I have spoken to, where they talk about the fear and terror of being trapped indoors. And then we saw the brutal scenes of the murder of around 1,200 people of Israeli nationality and other nationality as well. But what united them is that they, they lived here or they were visiting these southern Israeli communities on the morning of the 7th of October when those Hamas attacks were launched, which led to the war that we've been seeing now 
for almost seven weeks. Now, when the ceasefire came into operation this morning, two hours ago, the Israeli military posted a message on X, formerly known as Twitter. To coincide with the start of that ceasefire, they posted it in English and in Arabic as well. And they've also passed this message on via a leaflet drop this morning um, that has actually sent this message out to civilians inside Gaza because they have been waiting for this humanitarian pause in the fighting as well. And what the IDF has said, let me read to you exactly what their message says. It says the war is not over yet. The humanitarian pause is temporary. The northern Gaza Strip is a dangerous war zone and it is forbidden to move north. For your safety, you must remain in the humanitarian zone in the south. It's only possible to move from the north of the Strip to the south via Salal Din Road. The movement of residents from the south of the Strip to the north is not allowed and dangerous. So that is the message that has been uh, posted on social media in English and Arabic, sent out in that drop of leaflets as well that came fluttering down from the sky this morning over southern Gaza. Because, of course, this moment for Palestinians in Gaza is hugely important. Many of them fled their homes when they were told that they had to move south. They didn't take with them everything really they didn't take with them often precious things they didn't take with them a change of clothes they left most of their lives behind and we've seen already this morning many palestinians as the ceasefire took hold actually trying to to go back to their homes trying to see what is left of their homes and trying to perhaps gather supplies from their homes if anything is left at all well let's take a few moments to really work through what is happening so far and what is expected to happen over the next few hours. Uh, Mohamed Taha is our correspondent from BBC Arabic. Um, we're seeing the early, the early parts of this deal come to fruition this morning, the ceasefire and the beginnings as well. We're seeing these live pictures, the beginnings of, of these humanitarian aid trucks starting to move as well, Mohamed. Yes, uh, Anna. Um, and the, uh, another part of this deal that will start in one hour or so from now where the Israeli uh, uh, air activities uh, in the northern uh, Gaza should stop as well for six hours as part of this deal. So the air activities has already uh, stopped in the southern Gaza. It will stop in one hour in the north. And there is a massive military operation is happening right now as the Israeli forces are trying to replace some of the troops. They are trying to replace others. And with this, thousands of people are, are moving across the, the, the Gaza Strip. They do not respect the uh, Israeli uh, orders that they shouldn't go to the north. I saw pictures of people are going through uh, uh, Salah al-Din Road, going to the north. Do you want to, do you want to see their homes? Do you want to see their relatives? There are already 100,000 people in the north. There are hospitals. There are people are injured. There are dead people that uh, haven't been buried yet. Uh, it's a tense situation. Israel uh, hasn't, uh, uh, hasn't operated as an occupying force in Gaza for a very long time. It is facing that now. So the military side is really uh, tense. And I saw people, you know, uh, are acting as if the war is ended. They are taking all their belongings from where they were in tents, in hospitals, in schools. They are taking back to their homes uh, on, on carrots that are pulled by donkeys and horses as there are 
no much fuel they are using bicycles they are using wheelbarrows it's it's massive movement in in the strip uh, at the moment and on the political side as you said uh, anna and yoland used a very nice expression when she said it's a very ambitious plan yes indeed it's very uh, ambitious if the exchange of hostages would happen uh, today at four on the Israelis on, on the Gaza side and on, at eight on the Palestinian uh, side. That means that uh, there there are prospects that this this uh, truce would be more than four days to allow more hostages and prisoners uh, go out so this is the political and the Qataris also they held the press conference and they said this is what they hope that this truce wouldn't stay only for four days but the, the success of the exchange of hostages and prisoners would open the door that this truce would uh, uh, continue as i said uh, as i said also there is uh, there uh, on the truck situation uh, and as you said uh, there are 230 trucks are expected to cross the Rafah cross border from Egypt uh, into Gaza with supplies, with medical supplies, with uh, food, with everything that the people want uh, in Gaza during these seven weeks of uh, heavy war that they suffered really a lot. They lost 15,000 people dead, 7,000 people are missing. They might be under the rubbles and they, they're really uh, in a desperate situation uh, uh, at the moment. These trucks uh, are, are crossing the Egyptian side of the Rafah cross border, but normally they have to be checked by Israeli uh, uh, forces before they go to Gaza. And this is what, where are we going to see also a tense situation. Are they going to, ch to be checked? Quickly, are they going to uh, to to go to Gaza uh, smoothly? Are they going to go to the north or not, where there are very desperate hospitals that are uh, in bad need for supplies? But the situation of Gaza and people in Gaza are behaving, as I, as I said, as the war is over, and the tense situation may be moved uh, uh, Anna now to the West Bank, where there are Israeli operation in Nablus, in Hebron, and in other parts of. Uh, of west uh, of the west uh, uh, bank uh, the palestinians are saying that there are 3000 people were arrested in the west bank over the uh, last few weeks yeah, it's an important detail. Thank you uh, for now. Mohammed Taha from BBC Arabic will, of course, watch the situation in the occupied West Bank today. Also, the situation on Israel's northern border with Lebanon as well. We'll speak to our correspondent in Lebanon to see there were questions about whether or not this ceasefire would include what was happening between Hezbollah and Israel on the northern border. So we'll keep across that for you as well. As you see these continuing live pictures of the skyline of Gaza, we are still seeing smoke rising above the skyline because there was fierce fighting right up to that ceasefire taking a shaky hold just over two hours ago this morning but things are certainly a lot quieter than they have been it looks like that ceasefire is holding so far and we're also seeing those pictures that uh, Mohammed was describing there as well of the Rafa crossing and trucks starting to to physically roll through the crossing carrying additional humanitarian aid into Gaza. Well, let's head straight to Jerusalem and our Middle East correspondent, Yoland Nell. Um, Yoland, things appear to be going to plan so far. What, what level of detail do we know about how things are due to unfold across the course of today? 
Yeah, there were so many logistical details to be worked out, weren't there? And we were told that was one of the reasons for this delay of an extra day in this agreement taking effect. Uh, but now, after that sort of shaky start, things steadying off with regards to the truce, uh, we're getting a, a picture of like more aid going in uh, to the Gaza Strip. Uh, this period of safe passage that's being allowed for Palestinians, people moving around increasingly on the ground. And what we're waiting for is uh, 4 o'clock local time, that's 2 o'clock UK time. That is when we understand that the first 13 of the 50 Israeli hostages who are going to be handed over to the International Committee for the Red Cross. Uh, that handover will take place. They will be brought out through Egypt's Rafah crossing. And then uh, there is a whole protocol for what happens on the Egyptian side of the crossing. They will meet Israeli security forces. They have to have their identities checked. They'll undergo initial medical checks. And then we understand that they're going to be brought by helicopter uh, to Israel. They'll be taken uh, to hospitals to have further medical checks and, of course, the reunions with their families. And it will be within a couple of hours, according to the terms of the agreement, that then you can have uh, the first batch of Palestinian prisoners being released from Israeli jails. And this is supposed to, as you were saying there, Yolan, go on over a period of, of four days. And as you, you described so well there, so many fine logistical details to be worked out. There is the hope and the expectation that this will go according to plan, but the, the fragility of this deal means that, that things, things could go wrong at any time, couldn't they? Definitely. And if you look at what's happening inside Gaza, I think it's very understandable. It's very ordinary human behavior. People want to go and see if they can get any belongings back from their homes, if they can have a decent night's sleep during this brief respite from the fighting. Uh, but the numbers of Palestinians that are moving around, Israel will be watching very closely to see if some of those displaced people that it's previously ordered to go from the north to the south will be attempting uh, to return uh, to the north. It has said that's not allowed. It has dropped flyers uh, to that effect. And it wants people to t come from the north of the Gaza Strip uh, down to the south, uh, but not to have the movement in the other direction. Now, that could be quite overwhelming for Israeli forces if the numbers trying to do uh, what they're not uh, supposedly allowed to do uh, really become very large. Uh, I mean, other things we've heard already that, you know, how difficult it would be for Israeli forces if they see something happening during this period, if they were able to trace, for example, the location of one of the most sought-after Hamas leaders, like Yahya Sinwar, the head of Hamas in Gaza, would they be able to resist holding back? You know, there are many things that could go wrong here. Likewise, you know, for Hamas fighters and the other armed factions that operate in the Gaza Strip, we still have Israeli ground forces present there. This is really a very dangerous moment. Everything has to stick for this whole plan uh, to unfold in the way that it's expected. And things really have to go well today so that we can see this repeated for three further days. And then there is built into the initial agreement that possibility uh, that for every further 10 hostages who are released, that you get an additional day of, of pause. We're told actually that with Israeli warplanes, uh, that's both uh, the aircraft uh, that have carried out airstrikes and, and drones uh, retreating from Gaza airspace. That will also give Hamas more space to try to locate more of the hostages in the territory.
Yolande, thank you. Uh, Yolande Nell, our uh, correspondent, Middle East correspondent, uh, who is monitoring the situation from Jerusalem. As we were saying, the ceasefire is now in place, seems to be holding. You can see as well humanitarian aid starting to move in. And then the next significant moment will be, hopefully, the release of those 13 hostages at 4 o'clock this afternoon local time. Around the world and across the UK, this is BBC News.